Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 11th of May. Investigations are now underway after another fatal gangland shooting in Sydney overnight. Two high-profile bikey members were shot in the foyer of a gym in Sydney's west. One of the men died at the scene. The other was shot at least 10 times, including in the head, but survived and is now in a critical condition. Here's Kevin McSweeney from Ambulance New South Wales. We found two male patients, approximately 25 to 30 years of age, with multiple gunshot wounds to multiple regions of their bodies. They were both found to be in an extremely critical condition. Queensland residents are being warned the worst is yet to come as torrential rain soaks large parts of the state. More than 100 millimetres of rain fell in just one hour near Townsville with at least one person rescued. The north and central coast of Queensland are set to be hardest hit today with several communities now on flood watch. Laura Borkel from the Weather Bureau says residents need to be prepared. We want people to be especially aware where we've seen creeks and catchments saturated um, by recent rainfall because those will be the areas that tend to flood very quickly. Just 10 days out from Election Day and the latest poll again has Labor in a commanding lead. The survey from Roy Morgan shows the ALP leading the coalition by nine points and the two party preferred stakes. But the poll has also shown the number of Australians either undecided at this stage or who will vote for a minority party or independent is increasing. That's a huge number. Last last election, 2019, we thought that it was really high and in, in those days it was 25% were voting other than the major parties. Yeah, this is really interesting. That's Michelle Levin from Roy Morgan. Meantime, the opposition leader is under fire for his commitment to increase wages in line with inflation. Some economists say the move would push up inflation and interest rates even further, with many businesses forced to pass on more price hikes to customers. But Mr Albanese is standing firm. The ACTU make their claim independently. We're not the ACTU. What I said this morning, though, was that when the Fair Work Commission considers any minimum pay increase, people should not go backwards. Mr Albanese and Prime Minister Scott Morrison will go head-to-head tonight for the final leaders' debate on television. And Northern Territory Chief Minister Michael Gunner has resigned, the 46-year-old making the emotional announcement during his budget speech in Parliament yesterday. Serving the Territory as its Chief Minister has been one of the honours of my life. Bested by only two things. Meeting and marrying... Christy O'Brien and being a father. The birth of our second child the week before last confirmed something for me. My head and my heart are no longer here. They are at home. Mr Garner will move to the backbench and also continue as a local member. Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground to Queensland and the state government will move to make coercive control a criminal offence by 2023 as part of a major new package which will also include revamping domestic violence courts and better frontline responses. Our reporter Amelia Oberhart has more from Brisbane. Yes, Tash, it comes as the Premier accepts all 89 recommendations from the Hear Her Voice report. It was tabled by the Women's Safety and Justice Task Force. A push for change 
has been in the spotlight since the tragic murder of Brisbane mother Hannah Clark and her three children in 2020. Vanessa Fowler's also agreed that laws like this may have helped save the life of her sister, Alison Baden-Clay, who was killed by her husband in 2012. In Alison's case, there was coercive control and we as a family didn't recognise that. At that time, there wasn't a lot of education around it. People were not talking about it. It was a dark conversation and it was swept under the carpet. But of course, since her death, we have highlighted the fact that it that can happen to anyone, that domestic abuse doesn't discriminate. And so now people are more aware of it. And the Queensland Police have also welcomed the changes, saying they'll fully cooperate with the Commission of Inquiry. And to WA and COVID case numbers have skyrocketed to their highest level in the state since the start of the pandemic, sparking major concerns for the hospital system. Our reporter Emma Griffiths has more from Perth. Yeah, that's right, Tash. Calls continue for the state government to protect the health system as COVID cases explode. A record 12,319 new infections were confirmed just yesterday, a new daily record. Australian Medical Association WA President Dr Mark Duncan Smith warns there'll be problems once our hospitals are treating more than 300 COVID patients. If the system gets overrun, then what we're going to see is poor outcomes, not just from COVID, but from car accidents, heart attacks, strokes, and any other medical presentation. The system needs to be protected. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, a controversial promise yesterday from opposition leader Anthony Albanese. He said that under Labor, he would promise a wage increase in line with inflation. But can he actually promise that? And would that also cause further inflation problems and also see interest rates increase even further? Yeah, it's a, it's a big call and no doubt going down the path now of probably a wage price spiral. So look, essentially trying to to match what prices are costing does make sense in theory. But we've also got to recognise that we are still trying to find our feet with this inflationary pressure. At what level is it really at? And when you see uh, uh, wage growth going to that level too, it is no doubt going to add to further inflationary pressure. So there is argument that maybe we should be looking at about 2.5 or 3 because don't forget we've also got super increasing. Small businesses have to fork out that super increase on July 1 as well. So when you factor that in, you could possibly see wage growth maybe sitting better at around 4%. It is an interesting debate um, but uh, as most economists are saying, this is definitely going to put more pressure on the RBA to just further hike those interest rates. Yeah, Effie, the devil is always in the detail with these promises. In regards to the cost of living, new data has shown a record number of Australians are doing it really tough right now. They're working full-time but also taking on a second and sometimes a third job. Yeah, so the ABS data does show that a record of 860,000-odd Aussies are, are, are being forced to take on these multiple jobs. But what I found interesting is also the sharing economy platforms are also reporting an increase in households renting out their, say, underutilised assets or their skills to make ends meet. And with all this debate about wage growth, it was interesting to see their data is showing that the task requests, the dollars they're asking, are reaching record highs. I mean, Airtasker has come out with their top 10 and one astonishing jump was in general business and admin tasks. They can now command up to $640 per task. That's up from 182 at the same time last year. That's a big jump, Tash. Other ones that have got some big increases are general cleaning, up $31, 180 per task. 
Uh, general handiwork is also up $78 when you compare year on year. It's about $337 per task. Of course, if you're taking on any of this work, remember, they don't hold withhold tax, so you actually have to put some tax away, otherwise you're going to be hit with a massive bill. And Effie, in regards to rising interest rates, it's interesting to note that the big banks mm-hmm. are still posting record profits. Oh, isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. The home loan market is worth about $2 trillion. The big four have the lion's share of this. They're raking in profits even though interest rates are still low. And EY analysis shows that uh, for the half-year results, they have had a combined cash profit of, get a load, $14.4 billion. That's up about $700 million. And there's no denying high rates are only going to add to their net interest margins. But look, competition's going to keep them in check. We've got to remember that billions of dollars fixed rate loans are about to expire. In fact, next month, $19 billion worth of Commonwealth bank mortgages will reach the end of their fixed term. You can bet your bottom dollar that this bank doesn't want their customers to shop around. But of course, the tip is if you are coming off a fixed rate loan, do check what you're reverting to. Check if you can get a better rate elsewhere. Great tips as always. Effie, thank you. Thank you. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Good morning, Brett. The NBL Championship could be decided tonight. Yes, good morning, Tash. I think the Jack Jumpers will look back at game two, which they narrowly lost on their home court, and think about that uh, game keeping the series alive and potentially winning a fairy tale championship, but not to be. And the Kings go into game three tonight with a 2 0 lead. So if they win, they claim their first championship in 17 years, and they could have the league MVP, Jalen Adams, back. He took part in some light training yesterday. That would be a very early return from a hamstring injury. While their coach, Chase Buford, he's focused on managing his temper. He was fined after kicking an advertising sign in Game 2. I've got to figure out a way to control my emotions and not be controlled by them in moments. And Brett, a couple of contenders for spots in the New South Wales origin side are unlikely to play in Game 1. Yeah, let's start with Bunny star Cam Murray. He won't feature in the series opener as he undergoes shoulder surgery while Storm fullback Ryan Pappenhausen will miss at least a month with knee and hamstring injuries. Triple M's Benji Marshall says he wouldn't rule out Pappenhausen just yet. Well, he's going to be back potentially one week before the teams are selected but the positive for him is they're selected Selecting a squad of 24, you know, which means they can keep it as long as they want until he has to be ruled out. And Brett to the AFL now, and the Bulldogs are under fire after an underwhelming start to the season. Yeah, look, the, the Bulldogs have certainly been uh, underwhelming, as you mentioned, this season. Uh, considering they made the grand final last year, they've got a stacked side in their midfield as well. But, uh, yeah, outside the top eight at the moment, they've got the Magpies on Friday night. Their skipper, Marcus Bontempelli, will be back. He was rested against a power. He's a little bit banged up at the moment, uh, but he understands why they're copying some criticism. I think we've set a high standard, and yeah. I obviously feel, that, like I've said, that, that we're not where we should be. And we feel that. And how's this for a very expensive piece of art? Andy Warhol's iconic portrait of Marilyn Monroe has sold at auction in New York for a record-breaking price. Here's how the moment played out. And at 170 million for the Warhol is selling here to you, sir. 170 million dollars. 
incredible. The pop-up piece was created by Warhol in the 1960s. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's Morning Agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can get your latest election news and analysis via the listener app. You can head to the Discover tab and click on Your Vote 22. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to your company tomorrow. Listener.